two university students take on the world of sports. Only this time, we're doing it our way. Will we make it? Who knows? Follow us on the road from CAGS to Ridges. This is unacceptable. Hola chicos, bienvenido de nuevo al podcast. Soy Kalen. El es Julian Miombro del Cartel Colombiano Quintero. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kegs to Riches podcast. And we are chilling here, back with another great episode for you guys. I think that was the worst Spanish Julian has ever heard, but I don't care. Oh, man, I've heard worse Spanish, but what the fuck was that? Still. How, how did that, how was that? I used Google Translate. Did it sound okay? <laughs> Um, if you said that, you'd probably get stabbed where I'm from. I'll be honest with you, or you'd get, or you get overcharged on everything. But to be honest, people are getting a bit more open and friendlier to foreigners. So maybe wait, hold on, hold on. What did, what did you get from that? What did you get from me saying that? Hi guys. It's the uh, show. You didn't even say a show. You're just like, it's the show. I am Kalen, and he is Julian. I'm a part of the cartel, Quintero. <laughs> <laughs> That's ex- almost exactly what I was going for. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, guys. We have a great episode in store for you today. Um, we are going to talk about NHL news, MLB news, Champions League news, all the news. But just so you guys know, we'll preface this. We are recording this. On May, I don't know what the fuck it is, 20, May the 6th, 2021. So if any of our predictions come true, we aren't just lying to you and recording it the day of and releasing it later. I promise you, it's May 6th. Yeah. So, NHL news. We're, we're coming to a close here. Almost at the 56 game mark for 31 teams in a league. Playoff spots, they're starting to dwindle away. We'll start with the Central first. Shout out Alex Baumgartner. And his Panthers. So, so far, clinched in the Central, we have the Carolina Hurricanes, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Florida Panthers. With the Predators currently holding the fourth spot. And four points behind them is the Dallas Stars. Julian, I'll ask you, who's getting into the playoffs in the Central? So, the way it's been playing out recently, as you guys know, obviously, I'm not the hockey guy between both of us, you know, I'm still in my first year of trying to learn the ropes and everything, but based on what I've seen, Dallas has suffered a lot from injuries this year. They had a Stanley cup run last year, lost, I believe it was to the lightning. Wasn't it correct? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I forgot. They shuffled on the divisions and stuff. So that's, that's a weird, that's a weird thing to think of that they're playing in the same division and they faced off in the finals last year. It's a weird thing to get through my head, but I imagine for y'all as well, but the stars had a lot of injuries this year. Um, and so that obviously has taken a toll on them during the season. It's been a bit of like a Stanley cup slump. I don't know if that's the term or anything, but they've had a poor year after their run. And the national predators have also been very rocky this season. They've been a bit up, they've been a bit down and they seem like whatever team between both of them get through, uh, they're probably going to have their ass handed to them by the three teams above them being either the hurricanes, lightning or Panthers. That's just how it seems. Uh, Dallas though, I'm pretty sure they have a game in hand. And they have also been playing a lot better recently compared to the Nashville Predators. So I would not be surprised to see them potentially pass them for that slot. But either way, I don't have much hope for either of them. I think the superior team, the number one seed in the Central, is going to absolutely pound their head in. You're not wrong. 
this fourth spot in the central doesn't really matter. You have the Hurricanes, 79 points, the Lightning, 75 points, the Panthers, 75 points, Predators, 60. It just it just drops right off. Like, and I believe that if the Predators win their next game, they clinch this spot no matter what. Uh, I'm just trying to get that looked up for you guys and whatnot. But as of right now, it's probably going to be the Predators, but it's probably just going to be a first-round exit. The bigger question in this division that I'm interested in talking about is who gets the first seed? Honestly, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the Panthers. (laughs) I think we're probably going to be looking at a Hurricanes first seed. But the real battle, I lied. This is the real battle. For second and third, Lightning and Panthers, 75 points each. Who is taking second for home ice advantage in the playoffs? I mean, if we're going to start off, to put it quite simply, there isn't as much home ice, let's say, compared to, let's say, a Hurricanes-Dallas series, for example, because that is a lot of air travel. Tampa to around the Miami area, Fort Lauderdale area for the Panthers, that is only about a three-hour drive, not even flight, drive between them. It isn't that far apart, but still home ice can play a major difference in home court, home field, home whatever in any sport. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Crucial to any team who wants to get out in front. And honestly, the Lightning have had a couple injuries this year. I think we've seen that. I believe Nikita Kucherov has had has been out for a majority of the season. I could be wrong. I don't yeah, know if it's he hasn't Kucherov played a game. Or if it's Stamkos. It's Kucherov. It's Kucherov. He hasn't played a single game yet. But he's, they got the LTIR the for him, and he's coming back for the playoffs. The greasy fucking bastards that the Tampa Bay Lightning are. God. Smart from them, but. Also, if we're talking about injuries and maybe coming back or probably not, the Panthers, who lost Aaron Ekblad, who has had an absolutely amazing season for them so far, that's definitely hurting. I know our boy Baumer definitely has his little shrine up every night praying to the hockey gods that Aaron Ekblad can somehow return for the playoffs. But I feel like the Panthers are still a very, very cohesive unit, and even the Lightning do have the star power, so to say. I think the Panthers will get that home ice advantage. They've been playing very, very well recently. Um that's going to be a series to watch um, of all the series that we have for the upcoming first round of the playoffs on this new central East West North divisions, all this new splits and everything Panthers lightning, I think might be the most interesting one. And also the closest series because they're right next to each other. It's not that far away of a travel. It's two teams that are in a state that don't like hockey, but are finally proving that the state could produce good athletes, like good teams, so to say, you know, So that might get more interest in the sport in the state. It'll cause so much. This is going to be a huge series. At least that's the way I see it. And that's, I think this one goes to seven if it does happen. But as we know, they might not even happen in the first round because one of them could still hop over the hurricanes. So, well, only only Tampa Bay could right now, but if Carolina wins their next game, then they clinch the top spot. in Still, it's still close. And as we know, in sports, regardless of what's happening, anything is possible. And this is just going to be a very, very fun uh, one, two, three in the central with the four spot being whoever can crawl their cadaver over to get their ass beat in the first round. Basically. Okay. Shifting to the East division. All four teams have actually clinched in this division. Rangers. We'll talk about them a little later on the podcast. We have a whole big segment that we're probably just going to be shit talking the department of player safety and Tom Wilson later, but we won't say anything about that yet. 
So Washington Capitals currently sitting atop, tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins. 73 points of 70. Oh my fucking God. 73 points apiece. Bruins sitting at a nice 69. And the Islanders nice. one point behind that with 68 points. Bruins have two games in hand behind the Penguins. And then the Capitals have one game in hand over the Penguins. How do we think this division is going to seed up? Honestly, huh, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not the hockey guy here. I don't know. But what I know is we're going to have amazing series regardless of how this pan out. The Penguins, they have Sid the Kid. They haven't missed the playoffs with Sid the Kid or whatever the heck. Pittsburgh fans are the ones that they talk about in that sense. Um, so obviously they're going to feel like they have a point to prove that Sid the Kid still has, you know, gas in the tank. The Capitals, they had, a, I believe, a Stanley Cup run, what, two seasons ago? Almost certain yes, it was sir. two seasons three, ago, three, three. Ago. 2018, I think it was. Not 100% certain, but they're, they're trying to return to that, you know, be like, hey, we're still up there. We're still a team that can contend. The Bruins, the Bruins, as someone who doesn't watch hockey, they just seem like a team that whether you like it or whether you don't, they're going to find a way to make the playoffs. That's just kind of how it seems to me. Yeah, it and, was 2018 they won. My bad. Yeah, no worries. The Bruins, like I said, they come off as a team that's like, we'll make the playoffs and we'll always provide amazing games for you no matter what. Like, we will throw it down, fight to the end. That's just how the Bruins come off for me. And the Islanders this season, based off of how they play, they seem like a very fun team to watch compared to the Penguins, compared to the Bruins, compared to the Capitals who are coming off as gritty teams, can skate you off the ice, push you hard and all that. The Islanders seem to come off more as the fun team here. You know, they seem to have more of the highlight plays, the more beautiful passes, the more technical type of style, it seems. Obviously, playoffs are a very different specimen compared to the regular season. So we might see entirely different teams in this situation. But what we're going to see is amazing playoffs. I would have absolutely loved and adored to see the Rangers make it and take on either the Capitals or Islanders. That would have been six series. Sadly, we're not going to be able to see it. Rangers have not been able to qualify. But with the four teams that are in, I think we're going to have some absolutely amazing series. I, could, I think both series in the first round could go to seven. But who knows? It's just going to be very, very fun to watch all around. What do you think, Kalen? Yeah, this division is arguably the best one. This or I'd say the Central is the best division in hockey this year. But... Honestly, I think the Capitals are probably going to remain in their first position. I think the Bruins have the possibility to drop down to the four seed, but I don't foresee that. I think it's pretty much going to stay the way it is, and we'll see a Pittsburgh-Boston first round, Capitals-Islanders first round. And if all goes well, I would really love to see a Sidney Crosby, Washington, Ovet, Washington, and then, oh my Fucking the God. Washington Ovechkins. <laughs> yeah, the Washington Ovechkins. And a Washington Sidney Crosby versus Ovechkin in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for what possibly what could be one last time with both having aging teams. I think that would just be a great way to conclude this historic rivalry between the Capitals and Penguins. And even larger than that, Sidney Crosby, who for quite a while was the group. Oh my fuck, I can't talk today, guys. Was the best player in the NHL. And then you have Ovechkin, who is arguably the best goal scorer that the NHL has ever seen. He has the possibility to break Gretzky's record of most goals in a career. 
it's possible. I'm not going to say it's super likely just with the regression, but I would, I would love to see it honestly, but yeah, this division is really shaping out to be a really fun division. That's going to be a lot of gritty, hard playing good games in the first round of the playoffs. And need I remind you guys that the Capitals and Islanders had a one to nothing shootout win for the Capitals. So we should be in for some good goalie battles. Shifting our focus to the West, we have three teams clinched. I held up a three in case you guys can't see that, which ha, I know you can't. And then so you have the Golden Knights sitting at 76 points in first place. The Colorado Avalanche chilling in second with 72 the Wild, only one measly point behind them with 71 points. And then we'll take a big step down to the Blues, who have 56, who are chilling in fourth. They haven't quite clinched a playoff spot, but they're close. They just need one more loss from the LA Kings or one more win if they want to do it themselves. But we'll see. Julian, how's it going to shape up? You see, this is an interesting one because the Golden Knights still are a pretty new team to the NHL. At least that's how it seems for myself. Um, so I don't really know a ton about them, but they just seem like a very good cohesive unit. They seem like a team that just plays together. Cohesive, one good and... word. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they seem like a good unit. They seem like they play very well together. And the Avalanche is another team that I've heard of and seen them play and whatnot because of the late, not, I'm not saying late great because it's not freaking dead, but the amazing Nathan McKinnon. He's very, very good with the whole hockey thing. So that's obviously the <laughs> guy. He's obviously the guy for the Avalanche here, right? Right. And the, the Wild, I don't know a ton about. You know, I really don't. Nobody that's because, does. That's because they're like one of those teams that are like in a sense. Irrelevant. The definition of small market, I would say. No, they're the definition of irrelevant. Nobody even heard of them before this year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're also like the definition of small market. Most teams out in Minnesota don't have a huge market. Who wants to move to Minnesota anyway? And if you want to add to it, like they... <laughs> Sorry, the Canucks just scored 31 seconds. For, for those who don't game. know, we're recording this at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Right now, the Oilers are playing the Canucks. So if you hear me reacting really loudly like that, then... probably because of that. It's but yeah, that. we're going we're gonna to get to talk about his Oilers in a bit. But for now, like I said, the Wild, they're just kind of there, it seems. Like, I don't know how to put it in words, really. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm still new to the sport. But they just seem like a, a good team. Like, I can't name a one, one player on the team. I can't name you how they play. I've never seen a game of the wild this season, but yet again, they're one point behind the avalanche. They're right there. It seems. And so that's going to be an interesting way to see how they match up because as it currently seems, regardless of if they can jump them or not, we're going to have an avalanche wild series in the playoffs. That's just how it's shaping up. The blues are the blues. They haven't clinched yet. And I'm pretty sure for their fans watching them gives them the blues. Um, but that's a good joke. <laughs> But, yeah, um, I don't think they're going to stand a chance the Golden Knights or whoever ends up being the one seed, which seems like it's going to be Vegas. Um, they've been relatively poor this season, especially compared to what they're going to have to face in the first round. So that doesn't seem like anything exciting. What do you think, Kalen? 
Yeah, honestly, I think we could see the Wild sneak up into that second spot. I mean, the Avalanche do have a game in hand over them, but I think we could see the Wild take the home ice advantage against Colorado, and then it would be really nice to see the Wild actually win a playoff series for a change because I don't even remember the last time they were in the playoffs. I don't even remember the last time I saw one of their games. But, yeah, they have the more than likely Calder winner in Kirill Crack. Oh, my fuck. Kirill Kaprizov. Um, but yeah, he's a stud. It sucks that he's going to win the Calder because he's already gotten to play three or four years in the KHL, arguably the second best league in the world. And he gets to come in the NHL and win the Calder. We won't talk about that because it gets a little bit upsetty spaghetti for me. So, but yeah, Golden Knights, they're clearly going to run away with the division and then whoever gets in the final spot, the blues or the Kings is just going to get fucked in the ass. There's really nothing more to say about it. It's just going to be pop, 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 pop. One, two, three, four sweep. Yeah. Barring, barring a immense choke from behalf of the golden Knights, you should expect them to be the team coming out of the West. 100%. Now everybody's (laughs) favorite division, the North division. Julian doesn't have a horse in this race. He doesn't have a horse in the West, the East, or even the Central. He's waiting for the Seattle Crackheads to come into And he's going to cheer for them. New team for a new fan. Sounds pretty good to me. But we'll talk about them in a later episode, close to the expansion draft. But right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I don't know if you guys have heard of them or whatnot, but they're sitting at the first place in the division, 72 points, 52 games. Oilers. Let's go. Sitting in second with 66. I kind of hope they finish the season with 69. That'd be nice. Uh, 51 games. Jets, 52 games, 59 points. Edmonton's looking pretty secure for that second place in the north. Maple Leafs are looking pretty secure for first place. Really, the only question right now is Montreal and the Jets. Who's going to take the three seed? Who's going to take the four seed? And will Vancouver be able to rise up from seventh and steal the spot away from one of those two, two teams. I mean, the jets already clinched it, but despite only being two points back, Montreal have not because Vancouver has such a large deficit of games yet to play. But I mean, based off of what it is right now, if the Canadians get a win or if the Canucks lose, then basically they just get clinched the way that I've seen it. At least if anyone wants an update on how it is right now. 9.30 left in the third. Toronto up four. Uh, Montreal has two goals, so it's 4-2. I probably said that very wrong, but whatever. We'll see how that ends up turning out because Fuck! Toronto currently likes um, choking leads. And speaking about choking, uh, I'm going to assume that Vancouver just scored another on Edmonton. Is that correct, Kalen? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I so, don't want to talk about it. Who so the fuck about- is even Rathbone? <laughs> what the hell? What even happened here? Let me see this. Oh, my God. Who was that? Who the fuck was that? Fucking Kulikov. <laughs> God damn it. Ah! So, <laughs> so, since we're talking about the North and everything, basically how it seems right now, it seems like the seeds are locked in. Obviously, the Canadians can hop the Jets. Based off a of miracle, the Canucks could hop the Canadians. 
There's a lot of mental mathematics that can be done here, but the way it seems is going to turn out Leafs 1, Oilers 2, Jets 3, Canadians 4. That's just how it seems like it's going to be coming off in this situation. And sure, Oilers-Jets is going to be fun to watch because watching Connor McDavid is very goddamn entertaining. Yes, it is. If we're talking grit, like I said, Lightning Panthers is going to be fun to watch because it's a local rivalry. But is there a rivalry as large as Leafs Canadians in a playoff series? There probably is. But based off of how all the people I know that are Habs fans, that are Leafs fans, treat regular season games, a seven game series between these two guys. Oh, man. You haven't seen lose friends. (laughs) You haven't seen a good old battle of Alberta. That, that, I think that's the biggest rivalry in arguably all of sports, let alone the yeah, NHL. Well, I don't really care about them because the Flames are pretty shit at the whole hockey thing. So yeah, they are. doesn't matter. It's not fun to watch. Canadians aren't the best, but they always put up good games against the Leafs. So that's going to be fun to watch. I think that's going to be ridiculously entertaining. What do you think, Kayla? Yeah, I'm super excited. I really hope that the Jets can hang on to that three seed because I'd rather play them than the Canadians that have given us trouble all season long. But really, if it if any other second round matchup comes out of the North other than the Oilers Maple Leafs, I'd be super disappointed. Um, I honestly I wouldn't put it past Edmonton to leave in the first round, nor would I put it past Toronto. But I think no. that. This division is pretty much solidified. I mean, Canadians are now going to be at 53 games played with 57 points. Jets are at 59, and they'll have a game in hand now. So, I don't know. I think this division is pretty locked up, and it'll be an interesting playoffs, especially considering there are four really good teams, and any of them can get out of that division, not with ease, but any of them can get out of the division because they're all that good. Fuck! Another one. That's not Get fun. the fucking Koskin in out of the net. My God. Hey, if it makes you feel even a little bit better, um, Nylander just choked the one-on-one with the keeper of the Canadians. Nice. <laughs> it was one-on-one and he put it wide. So that's interesting. That's what we So, are. yeah. We're, we're moving on from there. Who are the teams to talk about, Kalen, in this situation, in this conference? How is it looking? watch i mean in any of the conferences any of the divisions in in the league there you go that's that's better um honestly shout out alex florida panthers they've been looking phenomenal it sucks it really sucks that they lost aaron ekblad who is having a norris caliber season but they've got really good goaltending stepping up for them uh spencer knight coming out and winning his first four games as a rookie insane Bobrovsky not quite living up to his $10 million a year contract, but no one ever thought he would. And then you have uh, Chris Drieger, Drieger stepping in and made a couple, made some big saves, getting a lot of wins. I think this team is going to be the one to watch out of all of the teams in the league. Yeah, that's, that's fair to point. I also really like the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I do like the Panthers. They've been very, very enjoyable to watch. A card over Hagee has been pretty solid for them this year. So, and they also just play very, very well as a team. It's just been something I've enjoyed to watch all around. And it's something that we need to talk about. Give Panthers credit where it's due. It's someone who grew up in the area and they've always seemed to be just absolutely shit to where I just never had interest in hockey. Like, 
props to them for finally seemingly turning the boat around, but they've been really solid. Um, another team that's fun to watch, I mentioned earlier, I really do like watching the Islanders play. I don't know what it is, but Casey Sosikis is very goddamn fun to watch, at least for myself. And another team that's just very fun to watch, obviously you Leafs fans do not want to hear this, so plug your ears, but the Oilers, if you can't say that they're not fun to watch, then you're just a hater. I'm going to be honest with you because as someone who is just getting into hockey, I don't hate any teams or anything yet or any of that aspect, but the connection between Dreisaitl and McDavid, they just make it really goddamn fun to watch hockey. Like they do, especially McDavid. He's, he's just a magician with the puck. Like he's just absolutely amazing. Like one minute you see the puck, the next minute you're wondering how it got in the back of the net. Like, it's just really impressive how he does it. Um, so speaking of Connor, Mick, David. I was just about to segue that. I was literally this close to segueing it. Yeah, uh. but speaking about Connor McDavid, everyone knows what he's chasing this year. There's only a couple of games left in his season, but if he keeps up how he's playing right now, it seems like he might hit the illustrious and absolutely insane figure of 100 points that's absolutely insane that's almost averaging two points a game 1.78 if he gets 100 on the dot you heard it right here from our oilers expert but that's the interesting part about it i mean why are we gonna ask kalen is mcdavid gonna get 100 points we know damn well he thinks he will so well i think want to elaborate to be exact he needs he has five games. He needs seven points. To Connor McDavid, that's like giving like $2 for your coffee every morning. Like it just happens. You chuck the cashier at Toonie, they give you your coffee, you go to work. You chuck the cashier at Toonie for your coffee, you go to work. It's just automatic for him. Now the Oilers are sucking big dicks right now in this game, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. But... Connor McDavid's going to hit 100 points. He's just looked unstoppable these last few games for a little while. I didn't think it was going to happen. He needed over two points per game. Then he went on an absolute tear and had like three points or more in six out of seven games. So it's just looking inevitable at this point. So I am inevitable. I really don't have anything else to say about that. Julian, what are your thoughts? So, I think it's crazy that in my first season ever of watching hockey, not only is it a shortened season where there's less games, but we're also seeing someone coming so damn close to hitting 100 points that if they were on course to do this in a normal season, they would for sure hit that mark. They would for sure hit that 100 percent. He'd be on pace for 146.7892 points. Oh, this guy, he's mathematics wizard over here. Ooh, motherfucker. No, I've just looked it up because um, I was intrigued. <laughs> No, but yeah, like it's impressive to see that. I believe what it's 56 games this season for all the teams in the NHL. And he's going to hit 100 points. Like, like Kalen said, that's 1.78 uh, Oilers number, pie, whatever the fuck number um, on average per game for points. That's fucking sick. That's, that's actually insane. You in know, the last honesty, time somebody averaged more points per game than that was? Wayne Gretzky. Nope. Mario Lemieux, 1995 season. No one has averaged more than 1.78 since the 2000 season. Ah, that's crazy. And if McDavid anyway. can get 100 points, then he will be the ninth to get ninth player or ninth season to get 
that like ninth highest points per game and only behind two Mario players Lemieux. are ahead of them behind Mario Lemieux and uh Wayne Glensky the- oh. Wayne Glensky Wayne Glensky <laughs> Wayne Glensky yeah as someone who's watching hockey barring injury which knock on wood because I don't pray injury on anyone hopefully it doesn't happen to McDavid um or unless he like falls off a cliff magically in the last couple games. You need to shut the fuck up right now. Um, it just seems inevitable that he's going to hit these 100 points. It just seems that way with the way that he's just been tearing it up this season. And speaking of tearing it up, we're going to talk about the latest incident in the entire NHL. It's been taking all the news sources. It's been all over Twitter. I can't open my Twitter without seeing a mention of it. It's absolutely crazy. And I just want to start off with the simple point that Tom Wilson is a disgusting human being. That's just how it seems to come off. So, Kayla, I'm going to leave the floor to you so you can elaborate on what exactly I'm talking about. Tom Wilson. I know we say this a lot, but Tom Wilson, if you're listening to this, by any stretch of the imagination, I am calling you the biggest piece of fucking shit in the league since Todd Bertuzzi. And Todd Bertuzzi killed a man. Like, so you get down on the ground. You have this guy, Pavel Bushnevich, sitting on the ground, and you're feeding him shots when he's completely defenseless. And then Panarin comes in, his helmet falls off, and you decide to grab him by the back of the fucking head and rip him to the ground, smashing his head onto the ice. Now he's out for the season. And Department of Player Safety, you're not safe either. You guys are the biggest bunch of dumbasses I've ever seen in my life. George Peros, you don't know how to do your job properly. Panarin's out for the season, and you give Tom Wilson the equivalent. The math has been done. The equivalent to finding a regular Canadian. $66.62. I have a speeding ticket bigger than that. Speaking of which, I have to pay that tomorrow. Um so the new also in that news, the New York Rangers put out a statement. It was phenomenal. Wow. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these types of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions cause an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a di- this is a big word dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety George Peros and believe he is unfit to continue his current role. So, the New York Rangers got fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that. That, like. Not to mention, I believe it was like their GM and someone else, I forget, got fired from the Rangers because of that. No, that, that was unrelated. That's come out as unrelated. It's They've signed every big free agent there is, and then they just get canned because they're not doing well. That's pretty standard in hockey. Oh, okay. But, I thought it was related. I'm like, oh. No, that was not. I mean, as far as I know, it's not related, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. But, yeah, Department of Player Safety, you're a joke. Tom Wilson, you're an asshole. And then to follow it up, the NHL knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they didn't suspend Tom Wilson. So 
last yeah last night Washington Capitals 56 penalty minutes New York Rangers 80 fucking 5 Mind you, that's not even close to the NHL record of most penalty minutes in a game. But there were six fights in the first minute. In the first, like, fucking five minutes. First period, I think, total was six fights. And then there was another in the second. And then Pavel Buchnevich, who's pissed off that Tom Wilson went after him, got fucking taunted by one of the Capitals players, goes after him, and he gets suspended today. Oh, fucking no. Heaven forbid that... Tom Wilson ragdolls a motherfucker and could have killed him. And he doesn't get suspended. But Buchnevich tries to stand up for himself. 30 hits. Should have gotten a suspension. But Tom Wilson didn't get shit. The Department of Player Safety is setting an awful example. So I don't know what they're thinking they're doing. George Peros, you were a big, rough Tom Wilson kind of player when you played. But that doesn't fly nowadays. And you're the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Kalen's yeah, rant is done. That's a fair point. Time for Julian, the non-hockey guy, to come in and fucking give my own two cents. Here we fucking go. Um, I've seen a lot of fans on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever social media platform you have, Telegram for those Russian fans, uh, WeChat for those random Chinese fans. I'm pretty sure there's three of you. Um, but there's people coming out, and they're just like, hey, the sports gun soft. The Rangers are the softest organization in hockey. Oh, since when is fighting no longer allowed? Oh, you're just all soft and pansies and blah, 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 blah. One thing is throwing hands. When you see a real hockey fight, what's the first thing you see? These dudes circle each other. They make it known. We're about to throw down. It's about to go down. And they both throw down the gloves. They both get ready to throw hands with one another. That's a fight. Throwing hands at a dude who's laying on the floor defenseless isn't a fight. It's fucking assault. Okay? And it's not one hit. It's not like one punch. It's not a push. It's not like he scratched him. It's not like he tickled him under his armpit and went, coochie coo. Like, this guy straight up went ham, freaking Hulk smash on his ass before. Panarin got in and a bunch of other Rangers players got involved. Tom Wilson, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, that's assault. If I did that to someone in public, I wouldn't get a $5,000 fine. I'd get a prison sentence between 10 to 10, 10 to 20 years. But wait, aren't you part of the cartel? Don't you guys like not get prison sentences? Shh. Shut up. I'm not talking about that. Okay. Seriously. But yeah, on a serious note, it's absolutely fucking disgusting what happened in that situation. Because what the fuck? Seriously. Do better. This is fucking ridiculous, man. Like, player safety. You're supposed to be here saving players, helping players, finding people that deserve to be fined or suspended or whatever the hell. And you're throwing this guy the equivalent to a regular Canadian, a $66 fine or whatever the fuck Kalen said. And at the same time, this dude's still on a roster. This dude faked an injury, it seems, to avoid getting his ass fucking clapped by the Rangers the next time they played. That's just how it seemed. And he put a guy out for the season. Fuck me! Uh, so, to interrupt that, uh, the Oilers just got scored on again. And Four goals on four shots. 
Also, by the way, Toronto has a two-man advantage right now. They're up 5-2 on Montreal. That one's over. So I'm going to switch over to the Edmonton game, see what's up. Um, but, yeah, talking about that aspect, it's just crazy. You know, Tom Wilson, you do not fucking deserve to play in the NHL, okay? Fights are a thing of the NHL. It's what makes it fun to casual fans like myself. It's like, oh, this guy's throwing hands with this guy, eh? Like, that's fun to watch, and I'm not saying it's not. But one thing is a fight. And another thing is fighting someone who's absolutely defenseless and does, has done fucking nothing to deserve what they're getting pounded on. <sighs> but yeah, that just seems about it. All right, guys. Um, we're running a bit out of time here. So we did have a couple extra topics planned for this episode, but we're just going to record a triple header tonight. So now we are going to cut it here and you'll hear our other podcast but you're probably going to hear the nfl one before this then probably the champions league and mlb after this so this is just going to be kind of the middleman right now so we will catch you guys all next time i just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs that's all i've ever wanted